0: Hello and welcome to Inspired, Your Grown Up Girl Talk. I'm Stacey Fleece here with Samantha Tradelius as we continue to power through season three, 2023, season three. Um, I can't oh. believe we're we're still going. It's like it's fun, it's great. Uh, I love hearing the stories. I love hearing about the work and the effort and what. There's uh, so many amazing women out there doing, as you like to say, more than just getting up and breathing. Yeah. Um, and and truly an honor for us to be able to meet them all and share them all. So, um, hi, Samantha.
1: Hello, Stacy. It's so nice to be back. We did take a little respite for. Uh, well, we thought we were going to have a month off, but then that didn't really happen. So we took like two weeks off. We're rested. We're refreshed from the holidays. Um, and here we are back at yeah. it, although it feels like I'm still like in that weird week of Christmas, New Year's. Who am I? Who are you? What day is it? Um,
0: yeah.
1: I'm, I'm wondering when that shifts. But you know what? We're all works in progress at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It'll take a little bit, but we, we'll get there. Um, and today we have with us Becky Morris of Lily Claire out of uh, Texas. Hi Becky, how are you? Good, how are you guys? Uh we are great and I I love so you you are a uh, lifestyle brand which I love that whole concept but super cool that you started this company with your daughter when she was a teenager. I think that level of mentorship from a mother I rarely see that at that at that level, at that age. I think it, it, it was such a gift that you gave her that she probably doesn't even realize what an amazing gift it was yet, she'll get there. Um, but tell us a little bit about how Lily Claire came to be and, and how you and Lily merged your efforts to bring this to reality.
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, well, uh, my daughter's name is Lily. And so um, she actually encouraged me to open a store uh, we opened in October of 2020 during COVID, which was like, you know, cool timing. Who else, who else does that? But we did. But um, so I was in fashion for a long time. So I love fashion. We love to shop, obviously. And it's just something that she kept throwing out there. And, you know, I just started listening and thinking, you know what, maybe this is a great idea. Maybe we should do this. And um, we did. And actually, during. Opening during COVID was actually sort of a blessing in a lot of ways because there was a lot of a, a little bit of forgiveness for businesses. There was like a ramp up period that we were able to take advantage of. So we opened a store in our town, which is a small town right outside of Dallas and um, just started doing it together and um, going to market together and buying together and sort of developing this whole mother daughter brand. And that's who our customer is. So it really just worked out um, great because, you know, it's kind of like we're being ourselves and um that's who we're selling to
0: I feel like you should get an award because you did this (laughs) with your teenage daughter and nobody got murdered in the process
1: in the middle of the pandemic
0: I mean how does how that's pretty impressive
2: well it's funny because um You know, she's, uh, she's left me now she she was a a junior in high school when we started. Now she's a freshman in college. So she did leave. Uh, She's only two and a half hours away, but she did leave me. So, um, which is great. That's what she's supposed to do. But it's been kind of funny, because we were doing this together. And now all of a sudden, like, ah, I'm doing it by myself. So I've had to sort of, you know, change a lot of things that we were doing for social media and things like that, because I really am you know, kind of doing it on my own now, but it was a lot of fun. Um, she, I won't say that she didn't treat this sort of like her closet at times, um, yeah. you know, and uh, there are a lot of things I wanted her to do, like take out the trash and clean the windows. And those were things that I'm still trying to get her to do, but um, just the whole partnership together and sort of um, using her, um, her, her sort of like innocent fashion sense, if you would say, you know, because she'd be like, let's try this. And so it was really inspiring for me, because she hasn't, um, she didn't have that sort of like, you know, being scared of failure as much as I did, she'd be like, let's just give it a shot. And so that was super inspiring for me.
0: It's an interesting approach to business because here you've got this deep background in fashion, having worked at a major department store in in fashion and then as a stylist. And you've been doing it as a career. And then she comes in with this total blank slate, like, hey, let's give this a try. I love that. Having no fear of failure, right? Like doesn't even know what it means to actually have it not work. Um, What an interesting dynamic for you to start a business and grow it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it was just really fun. And and like you said, uh, just even the little things of her um, coming here, she had early release in high school. So she would come here right after lunch, come to the store every day, and we could just work on things together. And she really would give me her input. So that kind of thing for her junior and senior year of high school was something that was so invaluable to me personally as a mom too, just to having all that
1: time together with her. Yeah. So, just the um, example you know, that you're yeah. leading for her to now, you know, that you know master's degree of, of business you know not even entering college yet is is so cool and so awesome I come from family business and so I was you know on the stomping grounds with my family too and I think it laid a lot of foundation for who I became as a business yeah. later on so I want to talk about taking your your background of of you know fashion and, and being in that other side of the world to then owning your own store and having a brick and mortar and also retail op- online, you know, what tools did you take over to that? And then also like, what are the things that you've had to learn that are totally different that you're like, fully like, whoa yeah. I had no idea.
2: Well, I mean, obviously the whole business side of it, you know, uh, being involved uh, uh, at Saks as a stylist and, you know, personal shopping i mean, that's all the fun part, you know, and um, but the whole business side of it is something that I've really had to learn and, and struggle with because it is a whole, like, you know, you don't. I, I, didn't have that background. So that's something that was all new to me that I'm still learning and still struggling with. But, um, I think just the whole stylist part is something that I've really tried to incorporate in the store. You know, it's not just something that where people come in. I mean, I'm here every day. I really want to style them and people come in and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm going to an event. What should I wear? You know, how do I update my look? I do a lot of, um, like fashion one oh one classes, if you would call it for girls night out and things like that, where I just want to, really kind of like bring that stylist side into the store so it's not just like come in and pick out a t-shirt I mean yes that's great but it's also like I really want to help you and I really want to um, make you feel great and um, you know develop your own style or you know embrace your style whatever so it's I do bring a lot of that here into the store and I think that's something that can help set us apart from the other stores.
0: I, as a as a Retail store, I am sure, maybe I'm not sure, you tell me if I'm wrong, that you are having to place orders to buy like a season or two in advance. Is that correct? Yes. So this is like, I don't even know what was in style in 2021. Like I'm still figuring that out. So how do you (laughs) look ahead a season or two or sometimes even three and, uh, yeah, really have that confidence in what's going to sell and what is going to take off?
2: Well, I mean, that's a great question. And it, it's really hard. I will tell you, it's hard. I mean, the the number one- rule is that fickle. I, it's very fickle. And the number one rule that I've always- you know, said to myself is I want to buy what I like. I would rather have a store full of clothes that I like and I'm passionate about that's my style than a clothes a store full of things that I know will sell. So my style is a little bit different. I mean, I love vintage. I'm boho. I'm definitely the person who's going to the post office wearing something, you know, way over the top. I'm always overdressed. I mean, it says when in doubt overdressed. I mean, that <laughs> is my, yeah. I like that mantra. So I do embrace that. And so, um, you know, I feel comfortable with that, but I mean, you're right. And, and something I've learned is I go, I go to market, I buy at showrooms. And when I went there, I, I thought, well, that's the way you do it. You just buy in advance. And I I still do that, but there's also so many websites and like fashion online kind of marketplaces that you can buy. I could buy something and have it here next week. So I've kind of learned that like, you know, you don't have to do everything by the book. There's so many ways that you can do it differently. So I have bought, I went in October and I bought for spring. But this year I learned I didn't overbuy. And so I've kept it back to where I can go and buy some more stuff for January. I can buy February. When I see that something's trending, then I can also go and buy it. So there is a learning curve that I've had to learn, you know, I always find it crazy.
1: Like, how do you know that you need four, you know, mediums of this sweater? Cause it's going to sell like, it's, is it just like a crapshoot and it's, well, you buy? um,
2: no, you have to buy packets. They tell you. So like you have to buy like usually too small, too medium, too large, or mm-hmm. one small to extra large. So you, you don't really get to pick your sizing, which it would be great if you could, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, you know, larges, extra larges, they sell out fast and I wish I could buy more, but you do have to sort of buy a set packet, which is something that's super frustrating. But um, the other thing I will say is doing it with my daughter, that's actually been really helpful in a lot of ways, because she'll tell me, mom, this is trending. You know, this is the, this is super hot right now. And I'm like, "Yeah, really? talk about
0: yeah. having the pulse, the the pulse of the fashion teenager. Like, yeah. she's, she's your I'm partner.
2: Like, yeah, she's my partner. So I, I mean, that perfect example. She just, we went to New Orleans for a little family getaway and we went to, we have to do research of course, when we're, when we're traveling. So we had to go shopping and we went to a boutique and she found this great line of sweats that she's like, oh my gosh, everybody's talking about this. I had never heard of it. So she's like, mom, we need to carry these. So I like reached out and we're going to start carrying it. So she's really, she's really helpful that way because she will tell me things are trending and, you know, things that I wasn't, maybe not aware of, especially all the trends, you know, from the nineties, early 2000, I mean, those are super strong with that with that crowd. So I do want to make Which sure that so I am on top of that.
1: It's funny. A lot of that 90s fashion was like, I actually saw something where Katie Holmes was wearing like the baby. Yes, doll- I saw that. Yeah, a dress baby pants. doll. It was like a strapless thing with like the jeans and yeah. the tennis shoes. I was like, yes, yeah. it's not a good look then. Yeah. No, it's not a good look. It's, it's still not. not P.S. Yes. Huh?
0: it's It's still not a good look. No,
2: it's not a good look. And it's funny because I mean, it is like, you know, people will come in and be like, Oh, I, I should have saved my cargo pants from the nineties. And it's like, you know what you probably shouldn't have, because I'm telling you it's been redone in a different way. And you're not going to be able to just whip those out. And a lot of those trends are, they're great for those girls, but they're not necessarily great for me. So that's why I want to try to have like a mother daughter vibe, you know, that's the daughter vibe. And then I have the mother vibe. So, you know.
1: But as, as you know, in fashion and being, you know, a sophisticated woman, a grown ass woman, as we like yeah. to say around these parts, you know, you really do try to find those capsule pieces that you, you can have and mix and match, whether it's your pencil skirt, your you know yeah. comfortable pair of slacks that work a blazer, et cetera. And I think that, you know, having that fashion that's so, you know, constantly changing all the time. It's definitely more of a younger vibe for sure, because you're, you're more into that fast fashion moment as you get older, like, you know, I'm 42 and I'm like, listen, give me my black staples and I'm going to be a queen for the rest of the year. Um, So it's nice that you're able to kind of master both of those, you know, avenues, because I think a lot are very, it's this or it's that, and you're going to be able to do both. Um, because I'll be like, I, my daughter's 12 and like the things she's into, I'm like, dear yes. God, sister. Yeah.
0: You know, oh, well, I'm that, uh, I'm that mom that goes to see my daughter at college and we're walking down the street and literally I'm like, those girls need to put some clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've become that person.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know. I always used to tell my daughter, why are you paying $65 for Lululemon shorts when no one's going to see them because you're wearing the baggiest sweatshirt on earth and you could be wearing Target shorts? But exactly. that's okay. that's all part of it. And they're, you know, that's they're discovering their brands and, you know, that that's all fine and and I get that. But I will say with the trends, one thing that I have seen across the board, starting with the girls and now definitely into the moms and I did something on our Instagram about it today. Is people come in they're like, "How can I update my look?" Typically you can change your jean silhouette. I mean, that's like sort of an easy way, you know, because like, we love our skinnies. Yes, we do. We love our skinnies, but if you do want to kind of update, I would say, take a great blazer, take a graphic tee and get like either like a straighter jean or maybe a crop flare flare, something else. And you will instantly feel updated. That's something that I usually try to help people with because that skinny jean, you know, just put it away for now and try something else. And, you know, you can always get it out. But it does seem
0: a little dated to me.
2: Even skinny. for me, I love skinny jeans. But I, even for me, I'm like, I just can't right now, especially the ones with all the rips. I'm like, I just can't. You know, like, I just it's can't. actually
0: hard to find good jeans that don't have rips still. It is. I find, which it, makes me crazy. I'm like, I just want a pair of jeans that doesn't have a hole in it. Like, yeah, I'll put the is. hole in myself.
2: Yeah. And a lot of people come in because, you know, they can't wear jeans with rips, either their teachers or, you know, wherever yeah. they're working, they, they can't wear jeans with rips. So denim is something that um, she's really like kind of opened my eyes to. And, and uh, I do think it's something that across the door, across the board, mother, daughter, something that we can all kind of embrace a new style with. So that's been when, really, really
1: When helpful. do you feel the crop top is going to go, go away? We can have a full top again, like, because
0: there's I a whole market of people that want a full top. I just, like I feel yes, like definitely. I feel like we are being ignored with yes. uh, the. Oh, they're only like, "Hey, retailers, some of us want the full thing. We like full, stop." Yeah. yeah, I when will it, tell you,
2: I don't buy crop tops. Uh, I really don't. Uh, it's funny, even with my daughter, like she doesn't really wear them. Um, you know, I feel like that's something that if they want that, they can find that, you know, forever 21. I mean, you know, all the places that they shop, that's not something that I really do, um, purchase a lot of because there is just such a resistance to it. And I feel like, you know, it's a very, it is a very sort of targeted thing. So I do try to, um, get a lot of blouses that are good for work. You know, there's a woman out there. She wants something just great to wear, whether it's to the office or she's on a zoom call. She just wants a great talk. So, um, those are all it's kind of full top. Actually a full has top. A yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a great like, top with yeah. like
0: little lemon shorts because I'm on zoom.
2: Right. Exactly. But oh. I mean, that's another thing. It's like, I buy what I like, like I don't wear crop tops. And so, you know, it's like, you know it's it's hard sometimes when you're buying to get get out of that mindset like i don't love sweaters so i don't buy a lot of sweaters but i'm like i know there's people who want sweaters so i need to kind of like step out of that but you still when you're spending your money to buy whether it's for yourself or for your store you're still going to gravitate towards things that you like and you wear so
0: you've been in the fashion industry and in and around fashion as a profession for a lot of years and have seen probably a lot of obviously tons of cycles and a lot of change What is your take on the whole um, size inclusivity uh, chatter? We hear a lot of chatter about, you know, inclusiveness with size and body shape and all that stuff. The size inclusivity, the body shape inclusivity in the industry. It feels like that there is a lot of chatter around it. But it still, to me, doesn't feel like we're seeing as much of the offerings as I feel like we should Absolutely. for an industry that claims it exists.
2: Yes, I, I agree. I agree 100%. And it's funny because when I opened the store, something that I felt very strongly about, because coming from Saks, that was a big part of our business. We had a very um, strong, uh, we called it Salon Z. It was a plus size um. Uh, business and so that's something that I really wanted to carry in the store. I want to be size inclusive. It is so hard to find good quality stuff. I've gone to all different showrooms, different markets, and it's just very limited of what's out there. And so it's super frustrating to me because I don't want to buy something and offer something if I don't feel it's good quality and it's something mm-hmm. that I I would want to buy. So um, that's something where I've really really been frustrated and disappointed. So it's still a work in progress, but I mean, size inclusivity is something really important to me and my daughter. And, you know, I will tell you, I said this maybe on something else I was talking about, but like, I will tell you, no matter who comes in the store, whether they're 18, they're a workout queen, whoever they are, supermodel, nobody is happy with their body. Nobody girl. is happy with their body. And they are so unkind in the dressing room to themselves. And we're always like, girl you look great. You know, you can rock that. Come on. So that's something too, that we really, Lily and I really try to just, you know, help people with when they, when they struggle with that, it's like, you look great. You have confidence. You can wear that. Come
0: on. We could, we could probably do 18 podcasts on that and still not figure it out. The
1: the dressing room, just
0: Just the body, the body shaming, uh, the self body shaming. Nobody is happy. No, No, I don't care if you're zero or twenty-two. Nobody's happy. Nobody is
2: happy, and it's just that's been very interesting to me to see that. Well, someone will come in and they'll be a size two and they look amazing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you look fabulous. No, I don't. I have this and this and this wrong, and it's like, girl, you don't. And especially with my daughter, I tell her that all the time. I'm like, I hate to tell you this. But this is you look great. This is the best you're gonna ever look if you're not happy now. Come this, on, girl. This is the pink. <laughs>
0: this sister. is it. This you're pinking at 18.
2: This is it. But it's like they're so hard on themselves. And that is something that I just really um feel like very, but I very think important as mothers,
1: them. it's our job to continue to have that narrative with our girls. Like, hey, you know what? Like this, you're great, you're fabulous, you know. There's you don't, I think it's, it's going to come from a top down. And so the more conversations are being had from us as moms to our kids, I think that's where that can hopefully, you know, shift, but then they are all so bombarded with social media and oh, the, Kardashians, the bullshit. And it's like, there's no real way for them to, you know, navigate when they're like, my daughter's 12. And it's hard doing my hardest to keep her off social media, but, you know, she sees, she sees the magazines and the things. And it's, you know, when we were young, you'd look at like a teen magazine or 17. And, and, you know, it was like, now it's just constantly in their face. So I think it's, it's a lot of it's on us to kind of shame that you had mentioned, um, you know, things that you've learned hardships of of having a business. So I want to like unpack that a little bit, because I think a lot of people can take a little bit away of of the things that, you know, maybe they're feeling frustrated with if they're thinking of starting a business, or maybe they have a business. What are some of the things that you really said, like, were eye opening as things you didn't know um, that were challenging and how you've overcome those? Uh, Well,
2: I mean, obviously the whole like um, business side of it. I mean, yes, it's so fun to go to market and buy all this stuff, but then, yeah, then you have to pay for it and then you have to sell it. So you have to really, you know, have a plan. And when I, when I started, I honestly, I didn't have a plan and, you know, I just thought, uh, Hey, I'll figure it out. But I think it's really important to have a plan going in and have like a budget and all those things. It sounds stupid, but it's really, really true. You need to, you really need to like plan out because at first there is going to be a period where you're ramping up. I mean, um, with COVID for us and also just people finding out about us, I mean, it was a very slow process, but like uh, our second year has been fabulous. But it's just you need a plan, you need a budget, you need to um, kind of do a little more research. Uh, before you just jump into it, Um, which I wish I would have done. But I mean, there's nothing like learning as you go, right?
1: (laughs) So that's the best way. But I think too, with any business, the startup costs and the things that you don't think you need to know, or maybe- going to market, buying, and then having it not sell and sit. And you're like, Oh, oh, oh. now what do we do? You know? Yeah. The
2: startup costs are something that, you know, you just, you really need to get a handle on because you will always think, and even if you start with like, Hey, I have this amount of money you think, Oh yes, great to do this, do that. And it just goes so fast. And then you are, you know, in a situation where you need to sell to pay for all the stuff and you just, you know, it's better if you have a handle on that from the beginning. So you don't get upside down.
1: And then you have rent and you have insurance and you have maybe employees and payroll and all those other fun things that, you know, yes. owning it's a a lot. Business. Is- I mean,
0: you're making it sound super glam. <laughs> Like, where do I sign up?
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I will tell you, I'm still pretty much a one-woman show because I don't I don't want to take that step yet of like hiring employees because there are days like today when I knew it would be slow, you know, and like I don't want to have to pay. I mean it sounds bad, but I don't want to have to pay someone, you know, to sit here when I could be sitting here for for, for it
0: doesn't sound bad. That's 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 growth model, right? Like that's that's, that's called
1: being being the boss and like realizing, Hey, you know what? I'm, I can sit here. I can take the trash out. I can lick the envelope. You got to know how to do all those things because I think that's what are the building blocks, you know, never get too big for your britches. They say, like be able to do it. Um, because I think that's, what's helping you, you know, develop and grow. And, and, you know, businesses, when they start ladies and gentlemen, you know, you're not always going to hit it like home run the first it's, it's work. It's a,
2: it's a, it's a work in progress. I will tell you being here day after day, that has really ha- helped me grow my brand because I, I know my customers, I get to see what they like, what they're looking for, what they're saying, you know, and they really identify me as the brand. So, I mean, that's like, that's like such good advice that I would tell someone. It's like, you have to be in the trenches. You have to be your brand. You can't have someone else representing your brand because that is, you know, what someone comes in and sees is what they're going to take as my brand. So um, that part I think is really important to be super hands-on.
0: When you're starting out or even now that you're established a a couple, two, three years in, uh, what was your, what was what's your best tip for driving traffic to your website?
2: Social media, social media, social media, social media.
0: Like posting or targeted advertising or how are um, you guys employing that?
2: Probably both. I mean, we are website. I will tell you that's something for 2023. I would like to grow more. It's not something I've been able to focus as much on as I'd like to put it on your vision board girl. I know social media <laughs> is the driver of everything. And I will tell you like, even like you spend all these time creating these posts, making these reels, doing all this stuff. And you're like, ah, you know, is anybody seeing it? It is exhausting. It's, it's so exhausting. But exhausting. then people come in all the time, nine times out of 10, and they will say, I saw this on your Instagram. I saw this on your social media. And then usually the social media is what drives them to the website. Typically they won't buy on the website. They'll come in, but mm-hmm. still, I mean, even they're not, you know, just because someone's not liking it doesn't mean they're not seeing it. Yes. So that's that something I have to it's
1: keep in mind. Hard Because you yeah. don't see that result, and, but I don't. And you don't know, I'll run into people too. They're like, oh, I just love your videos. And I was like, yeah, like, you saw this? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's really it's just it's always shocking to me when somebody
2: comes in and says, um, you know, I saw this on your Instagram. I'm like, well, I didn't even know you followed me. So it's like, you know, that's really been so eye-opening, is that you just have to keep being consistent because that is what's driving my business. And if it was easy, remember everybody would be doing, doing it, huh? Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. You had also mentioned about these classes that you're doing, and I think maybe some pop-ups I saw on, on yes. some of your stuff. Let's talk about some of the fashion one-on-one stuff. You're, are you going to people's houses or private parties, and and what do you what are you doing in those?
2: Well, typically, um, I mean, the best case scenario is people come here. My store is pretty small, so it needs to be a small group. I've done um, several here. Um, And I've also gone to Girls' Night Out. I've gone to different uh, organizations, Junior League and National Charity League, things like that. But what I love is just basically taking, you know, a rack of clothes and talking about, these are the trends, but these are how you can wear them, you know, or talking about the denim thing, you know, how can I update my wardrobe? Well, the easiest way is to change your denim silhouette and just kind of, you know, because people, a lot of people are really intimidated by fashion or they, they don't know, you know, how to wear a blazer or they don't know what to do. And so, right. And it's like, you know, it seems easy, but it's like, people are you know they want to see a visualization and it's like okay yeah show them something I love to do too is like do an event where I say bring something from your closet that you've never been able to wear and I'll help Ooh. you style it
0: so that's oh that's, that's really cool
2: fun. yeah that's something that's really fun um, so I love doing that um, I also love doing pop-ups you know and and markets and things like that because that just also helps um, get our brand out there. And I love, I mean, nothing makes me happier is when people come and say, Oh my God, I love that. This is totally my style. It's like when I find my people, I mean, that makes me so happy. So, you know, it makes me feel like, okay, yes, I, this is worth it. I'm doing something that yes, it's good. People like it. So that's always, and we're total believers
1: of you know, dress for the part that you want. in Absolutely. Life, you know? and I mean,
2: absolutely.
1: So like, you know, it's your friend. I mean, it's, 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 there's something about putting yourself together. I mean, today I'm not the best example. Cause I just, I
0: am zero example there. today.
1: Well, but, you guys
2: aren't out there. I mean, you know, like right now you're just in your house, but well, like, there's, there's a bomb
0: cyclone outside. So right. cyclone. nobody's leaving the house.
1: I will be a hundred percent. If I did leave the house, I probably would just w- be the I may pop some red lip on and like some power glasses. Um, right. But I, I think that the women are are slowly, hopefully, getting to a place where they are a little bit more um, adventurous with fashion, yes. or or they're you know taking risks. They're able to buy things online that maybe they wouldn't have access to or know existed before, which is also kind of cool with fashion. And we've yes. interviewed quite a few um, different women in the industry, you know, and there's definitely. It is a different landscape than it was, say, 10 years ago. But as we've mentioned, we still have a lot of work to do with, you know, size inclusivity and also just body image in general for women. I Absolutely. think a huge undertow that I love what you're doing with Fashion 101, you know, classes and just letting people know, like, hey, it's, you know, you could wear the pinstripes and, you know, the yes. this stripe and the polka dot and whatever. And it, it's OK. Yeah.
2: I mean, one of my greatest triumphs is if I just get somebody to try it, you know, just try it. Like, don't come in with the whole scenario in your head of all the things that you can't wear, be open and think about what you can wear or just try it, you know, and you might think, oh, wow, you know what? I
1: can, I can wear this. So, um, yeah. I love it. So what's up next for you? What's, what's the year? It's the brand new 2023. What's the plan for the year growth?
2: Yes, definitely growth. Um, we did a couple of big events last year. I definitely want to do more events where like I'm traveling to Oklahoma City, different places to do. San pop-ups. Francisco. Um, yes. I would love to. <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, something I would love, my daughter and I, something we would love to do, it's a dream of ours is to do the Cowboy Christmas, you know, at, at the, um, in Vegas. So yes. I don't know if that would be this year, but that's something that we would love to do because that's sort of our, a little bit our aesthetic. But, um, just, you know, like each year, just try to step out more. And that's something I need to work on because it is myself. And it's so much easier to just be like, oh no, it's a little, so much easier just to stay here. That sounds like a lot of work, but I mean, I just have but to, we all it. get,
0: we all get there and you know, Let's it's, it. It. we have to, we have to force ourselves to stretch because you that's how we get bigger and better. That's right. you got to
1: get I'm uncomfortable. Too. Becky, you are absolutely fantastic. And what I loved about this conversation is here you were a woman who was in a career for many years and decided in the middle of a pandemic, hey, you know what, I'm going to open a business and my business is two years old now and it's successful. And that story is something that is very inspirational and I'm super glad that we got to share it today. Everybody else get out there this week and be inspired.